Hello and welcome to Rebel City Podcast. This week's guest is Twitter legend. <laughs> this is take two, so it's just because we're laughing. Sean McDonald, better known for Blethered Podcast. How's it going, mate? Aye, good, mate. Thanks for having me. Not at all, mate. It's a uh, podcasters union. You need I to know. So got you, each other's backs. So you've got missing for your podcast, a couple of podcasters. There's a few good ones out there, to be honest, man. You should get the boy KP through for Edinburgh. His podcast's fucking excellent. Gets decent numbers. I'm going to look so ignorant now. Who is it? Um, no, I, I, he's not really that well-known in, like, sort of uh, social media, like Scottish terms, mm-hmm. but his mm-hmm. podcast does well like, worldwide. He's really, Yeah, I think he's got a few photos of people in Thailand wearing his T-shirts and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. does pretty well. It's called I Am KP. I Am KP. Uh, he was in a band, um, a decent, sort of successful Perth band. Was it like um, interviews and stuff? Or? Aye, I just gets he's had Chris Bungard and oh, um, quite a few sort of like big names on his, his podcast. I need just, to check that. Aye, definitely, mate. Get get them on. But uh, how are you finding doing the podcast? Aye, good. Um, I've been enjoying it. Um, I don't really know what my intention was with when I started. Right. Just thought it'd be quite fun. Aye, um, aye. it's gone alright. Aye, I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement. You can tell, like, if you listen to the first one. Mm. time goes on, I think you can probably hear I'm getting mm. a bit more comfortable, slightly better, better at editing. Um, do you do it all yourself? Aye, aye, do it all myself. Basically just record it with the mic, um, just into the MacBook. Can I, I don't mm. cut too much at it. There's a few things where I've been like, right, I need okay. fuck's sake, that kind of go in. There's a few I, I, I wish we'd done that. Aye, <laughs> We're balls out, fuck it, man. Do you just put everything in it? Aye, man, I just literally like drag it off of logic and mix it and fire it out. it's not even me it's other because i'm quite conscious mm-hmm. like i don't really touch football yeah don't really talk, i don't really want to touch like talking about celtic or that mm-hmm. right because i don't want to be divisive exactly because if i get started i'll probably say something a bit inflammatory you can date here mm-hmm. aye it's all right mate. um we'll talk football we've done it a few we've all not really went and run it either see when we? we first started we were deliberately kind of similar to yourself like we'll deliberately keep us away from celtic mm-hmm. um but we've started to just drop it in because aye. We so much, especially like what well, I do is a boot football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like Celtic's my bird. I just always, I'm always thinking about Celtic. But um, I, you can't know have people on and no talk about football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I think it would take away a lot of authenticity because that's a big part of my life, mm-hmm. and it, every day is spent thinking about it and talking about it. But I kind of don't deliberately go there. If if somebody brings it up, yeah. But I'm quite happy to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Of course. The thing, and I, I'm not going to stick anybody in, but there's been quite a few episodes where people have said career ending stuff. Right. If, and if I was to put it out, I'm like, yeah. I can't. Are you mental? Like, yeah. surely you know you can't be saying that. So I've had to go back and edit it. But I don't think you can really tell. Um, but in terms of like the music and all that and the kind of intro, I, it's, it's quite straightforward. I didn't expect it to be so simple. Although to begin with, mm-hmm. Fuck me, how st- it was stressful. I don't know if yeah. you said the same thing. So you just try to, how do you work the software? I mean, how do you get it to sound right? How do you mix well, I'm it in? I'm chilling all that he does all that. Uh, do you? <laughs> we were all good, mate. I, I, think we, I thought about, I'm just going to start a fucking podcast. Fuck it, maybe about June last year and Googled, um, would I need to start a podcast? And I had everything. Mm. So I was like, I'm all good. I'd been in bands. and Aye. So I've worked with audio slightly a wee bit. Uh, and in terms of like audio podcasting's like, literally the fucking bottom of the barrel when it comes to it so aye. it's like you're saying once you know what you're doing it's aye, 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 it becomes nice. simple um no, i didn't have a clue i was quite lucky um a few pals of mine run podcasts like 20 minute times cool and uh extreme polls do you ever listen to that no. No. see the twitter account just vote where it's like i'm trying so five million it'll be like five million pound cash 
mm-hmm. and your bank account, but yeah. for the rest of your life, you have to passionately defend the actions of Adolf Hitler. Right. <laughs> right. Kind of would you rather? I saw that kind of thing, and it's it's my mate Stevie <laughs> Din. Um, so Stevie helped Stephen Arbuckle at 20 Minute Tim's help it with Stevie. His, and it's, it's grown quite a bit, so yeah. we've done stuff with like Capital FM. Right. And they've just done one with the Scottish national team. All right, cool. And I don't know if the video's out yet, but it's John McGinn and somebody else. Right. And uh, the question was, £10 million. <laughs> Do you want me to get it, actually? I'll see if I can get it. I go I, for it, fuck it. You can I'll not, I'll try, if, if I can, I'll, I'll not like, take ages, but I'll try and get it. So it was like £10 million cash, but for the rest, for the next 10 years, every house you live in is severely haunted. <laughs> and it's like, at least once a month, you will be terrified to like... <laughs> so I'd, I'd probably take it I'd probably take that this is mm. just, you'd learn how to fucking deal with the, the hauntings you'd oh, just be like pure, shape, right? he's a 10 million quid and I'll just mm. shock therapy aye 10 million quid and use about like 7 out to hire Ghostbusters get free for yourself <laughs> I'm gonna develop the fucking proton pack that's what I'm By gonna way, see last night I was in uh, I'm just punting all sorts of stuff here of places I was in Revolution All right. and uh, it's the old tunnel Ah, ah, right. I heard he was telling us about that. It's good, right? Aye. It's good. So we're up the stairs and then they say to you about half twelve, right? Every every day go down. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of... When I was in it, because I wasn't that drunk, but I was like trying to work out, like, right, is this tunnel? Aye. So I was like, where would stuff be? But it looks totally Imagine. different. But the lights came up. Mm-hmm. It's like one o'clock, the lights came up and uh, they started flashing, the music went off and everybody's like looking about. And then it just went... Ghostbusters theme tune. And a guy ran through dressed in like the green, what's that mad green? Slime. Ghost? Slime. Dressed Slime. Like that. And then a guy dressed as a Ghostbuster with like a mad gas canister was chasing him about. And this just happened for five minutes. And I was like, what the fuck is going I was on? Like, here? Has somebody put acid in my drink? What is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre. I've been spiked. Aye. Um, but what, I just, what, what was just, that about? Fuck knows. Mm, and yeah, then something it. else happened as well. <laughs> then we had something else and like they were pushing somebody through in a trolley while some song was playing. And I was like, this is. Aye. I think that was like, like the one time I think you had a gig one at one point in the ABC and we were doing the ABC two after it, just sort of sitting in couches having a drink and looked up, I think it was Easter weekend, and there was like a, a guy fully dressed as Jesus, pure cut and shapes aye, on the stage. That's right, aye. And I was like So that what? was that was the, the guys that run King Touch DF concerts have their monthly staff night out in the ABC two <clears> and <throat> it's their night out in the day I think it's it's actually like it's quite a good night they've turned into a night where they have like a roulette wheel mm-hmm. with loads of like 90s pop acts on it like Spice Girls right, like right. Eternal and you spin it and then they play one of the songs and the guy Craig that runs Touch dresses up as Jesus well he dresses up as something different right. every month but um, so aye, he, that night he was Jesus he's obviously guaranteed his entry because imagine like somebody just dressed up like, I'll be a laugh I'll dress up as Jesus <laughs> and then they're like you can't come in here mate <laughs> aye, especially in the West of Scotland anybody under 18 want to get in nightclubs just go dressed as Jesus <laughs> what was this discrimination <laughs> Are we getting this? What's happening? What? That's uh, whatever we've got to get. All oh, right, no, I was going to get the thing, maybe, but I couldn't be asked. Because <laughs> I couldn't find it. I've deleted the Twitter app off my phone. I should have explained a wee bit further, so I'm just using the browser. And it just right. takes forever. Because Twitter, believe it or not, does my nothing. It's very <laughs> addictive. Uh, it's, it's one of these ones. See, the last couple of days, I've been really conscious of the amount of fucking Twitter I've been doing. Mm. Um, and I usually am pretty decent at managing it. Uh, and I'm noticing so many things and everything pisses me off man like oh, everybody even people I'm like I know them in real life and yeah. I like them 
but when I'm on Twitter, I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I probably should acknowledge that I'm probably that guy for other people. <laughs> for all people. I'm, aware, I'm aware of that. Um, it just becomes a It's designed to yeah. be addictive. 100%. It's designed to keep you looking at it and... I, it annoys me and I, I do talk shit you know, and it's funny like you can get a laugh it's good for That's the pod it's good for the podcast mm-hmm. and that is what mm. it's for but it it, it goes a bit far because a lot of people take themselves extremely seriously and you're like I know I had to explain it to my dad once in the not well in the last year or so like you're going oh I can't say this that and whatever online like I see you're tweeting it's this that and the other politics football yada yada and I'm like dad you Get that the internet isn't real, right? It's just it's just people bamming people up and talking shit. Like, don't take any of it seriously. You know what I mean? Like, but I plenty of people do. I think there's a bit of a sort of crossover happening. I think that certain, like you're saying, there's certain people that actually think it's real, but it is kind of real. Mm. It's getting to that point now where people mm. are getting held accountable for what they say online. Yeah. Whereas if you go back to Facebook first launched Bebo, you'd say whatever the fuck you wanted. Nobody gave a fuck. Do you mm. know what I mean? They would I just know. delete you. And now uh, it's became this sort of almost like the the village shaming uh, of people have uh, like regressed constant. back to uh, something that we used to do to punish people back in like the the seventeen hundreds where mm. they would drag you out and are people shame. emailing your employer like for something you said on Twitter like that's wild. I remember um, and I still stand by this. So see if any I'm looking out in the camera here. See if any are <laughs> listening. Fuck you. <laughs> see um, this this girl put a tweet up right she put a picture up this was like two years ago uh and th- she was basically a selfie of herself right mm-hmm. on london bridge and she wrote in speech marks all tory voters can you see where this is going right all tory voters are fat middle-aged white men okay. and then she had a picture of herself saying hi i'm shannon 21 tory if you smiley face so i said hi shannon 21 tory Jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Aye. Right, so then, like... But I, I totally owned it, right? So she's retweeted it, like, look at the abuse I'm getting. I, I've had suicidal tendencies and all that. And I was like... Because yeah, you're going to know that. I know, I know. I was like, I'm going to fucking know that, right? So I was like... My kind of rebuttals to stuff was like, if you actually... So I think some some Twitter account, it was like young conservatives... And it had like a hundred thousand followers, right? <laughs> okay. so, so I was like, oh fuck, right? I was kind of braced <laughs> for it, but I thought, I'm owning this. So they said, Would you like to explain what you mean? Hi, Sean, would you like to explain what you meant by this tweet? And I was, I was like, Hi, mate, no problem. Like, fuck every single one of you. <laughs> and I just totally wasn't backing down. They were saying, like, You're encouraging her to commit suicide. And I was like, Well, you're actually removing all context here because there's always oh, a she's bit still of, on the bridge. If she's knowing them are good. You know, know. She's like, and they were trying to report me to Metropolitan Police and all that, and I was like, no bother, mate. I live in Spain anyway, so mm. you go they fucking extradite me. And <laughs> uh, tweet. The, the, the sort of conservative, like the the young emerging sort of right wing that's happening in the UK and America is, they're almost like the worst yeah. people that have ever fucking existed. Like these people that are. They've got all the information and they, and it's almost. I mean, the, the, there's been a few that I've had chats with where they they are outright saying like we reject sort of like being nice to other people. Like it's not about that. For yeah. us to survive, for us to like move forward, mm. we need to be pricks to these people that are the other. And like racism's almost like, hi, mm-hmm. we're racist. It's getting to Aye, that point where I people know. are just like, 
Aye, aye. I believe you're shaming them by going what you think this, and it's like, aye, that's what I think. See that? See, like, of oh, so much for the tolerant left. I see, you know, so how much you're talking about? Fucking shut up, mate. Aye. I like, so if I, I don't know, just do something absolutely out of order and yeah. then go, oh, what about my rights? Like, do you not tolerate me? Like, the, I always have this argument with people the, the paradox of tolerance. You don't tolerate intolerance. Mm. It's like you see a Nazi, a Nazi, you punch him in the fucking jaw. <laughs> and, and one way you're going about it anyway. I, and, and see that I just completely reject that I, I wholeheartedly that well we've got a difference in politics no we don't mate yeah. you think it's alright to absolutely persecute groups that can't fucking mm-hmm. or oppress groups that can't speak up for themselves yeah. so it's up to us to, to speak up for them mm. I completely reject that it. it's just oh it's we're a bit left and you're a bit you're right, about right uh, sorry you're a bit right and mm-hmm. nah so it's completely it's, different it's almost became like because i think if you go back to uh the 90s and the early 2000s anybody that had even dared utter that they were like fascist or oh yeah that they were like proper right wing or openly racist would have been shamed mm. and it's got to the point now where these people went underground and now they're like emerging out as like uh. this is how we think so it's almost like that that way of thinking i definitely feel like that as well that's the way that i think but I think that there needs. I think that people are right when they say that there needs to be a level of engagement that happens. No, a accept what they think is being like mm-hmm. valid, but to show other people this isn't a valid way of thinking. Like, yeah. don't think Aye. that because you've lost your job that somehow you fall into the same category as these people that are literally going. I don't like black people. I don't like Asians. I don't like Muslims. It's mm. like stop getting caught up, and people are getting dragged into it under like free speech, like the way I just be, they they sort of come on sort of lighter terms. But I think that's I mean? been a you know fairly like consistent plan amongst these groups. Is like I think if anyone's seen Black Klansmen or anything like that, um, in the last year, there, yeah. um, it basically kind of covers the guy Duke of the KKK who's going. These views are abhorrent to people. Like we need to find a way to like minimize and that's where the sort of dog whistle comes in and how the guy who lost his job somehow believes that he lost his job to an immigrant or you know what i mean when in actual fact his company downsized and mm-hmm. outsourced all his jobs mm-hmm. to somewhere else that had nothing to do with any migrants you know what i mean like, and i think that's where it's come from there's been a sustained prolonged campaign by these kind of like fascist not right groups to like normalize their behavior it's not happened overnight like they've been at it for decades Aye, you mean, know what i mean the like, amount of people that defended the fucking tiki talks brigade <clears> in charlottesville i know and when you actually look at what fucking happened if you just strip it down to brass mm. tacks about what fucking happened they were singing jews will not replace us it's like you can fuck off Aye. like you can actually take that tiki torch and ram it right up your fucking ass mate like Aye. you're not you're not defending freedom of speech you're mm. actually being disgusting yeah. like see that part of hammer over the skull mm-hmm. people uh, can look at that and go what a neanderthal imagine saying that hammer over the skull uh, yeah, like the gene pool doesn't need them nah like we're not having a debate i know what you're saying about sometimes it's good to have that conversation to shine a light on it but mm-hmm. then there becomes a point where it is giving them some sort of validity that's it. like sort of verifying them mm-hmm. um this is where we are isn't it is uh, that we've tried to sort of let the lighter side of their views in but it's just gave people almost like sort of an open fucking market to just abuse other people. I mean, mm. if you look at some of the, the, the stuff that's happened to you, and I'm not a fan of politicians, like, absolutely fucking not, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they should have guys pointing cameras and screaming in their fucking face mm. as they walk to their work, essentially. Yeah, it's like they're human beings. Like, do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. getting it's getting fucking beyond a joke. Do you See, know? talking about 
giving opinions on stuff and where he's standing up. Yeah. People have kind of said to me, maybe just don't say that because what if, so an example I got was, what if you say X about Tories or X about people that are on the right mm. and say there's a network that maybe wants to bring you in to do a wee bit of work. What if they see that and they don't like it? And see oh, to that, I'd say, fuck you then. <laughs> because well said, I would right? much, much rather say what I feel. Yeah. And that's not in the case of I hate black people. There, I'm saying what I feel yeah. more, more like well, I know that to be right. So I would much rather go to bed or wake up knowing yeah. that I said what should have been said. Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying as if like I'm some spokesperson or some leader no. for the poor and downtrodden, but if if somebody takes exception to these things that I'm saying about Tories or about pure right wing, then off you fuck like yeah. thank, thanks for for highlighting that because i want nothing to do with you mm -hmm. i find you reprehensible absolutely Aye. um so i don't i would never ever shy away i know i've just said i wouldn't talk about celtic or that mm -hmm. that's more because it's just kind of i'd probably be as well saying fucking 50 percent of the listeners are just going to leave yeah. because if i keep going on about it because it's not a celtic podcast no definitely um but i, I would i would never ever i would never have any problem saying i think our oh, tories are scum mm -hmm. um I think if you can vote for that, you can support that. And then that goes further extension. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think some of the debate that can be had can maybe stop people getting to the extremes that we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like there is a level right. where there is people who you could sit down and be like, no man, here's here's what's really happening. And they'd probably go, do you know what? I'm with you now. Right. I get what you're saying. Right. But aye, for the people that are not want to listen, and that's another a big thing is that we're, we're talking here as if we're making like an assumption that reason will change people's minds anymore mm -hmm. or logic Aye. or facts will change people's minds anymore and these guys that are already after the far right or the far left or whatever we want to talk about are already so entrenched that you're not going to win the argument anyway so why Aye. waste any time getting done and you know fighting with them mm. i'm getting myself pure heated up here i've spoke to a couple of people that have been absolutely like nice people like uh especially like through work i mean i've got one one person in particular I met through work that was openly a Tory um, that is from like Cornwall mm -hmm. or whatever so mm. it's their patch uh, and I was almost like asking the guy to justify to me why why would you vote Tory and his explanation was almost like but you're like, fucking no, hate poor no, people <laughs> well no not really it was more a case of like if you look at it on and on like a big scale that is the only way to to lift the majority of people out of poverty. That isn't going to help everybody. Now, I didn't even really debate the guy on that because it's like whatever. But I was saying to him, but you're ignoring the cruelty. Aye, that. like, you're it. completely ignoring. Like you're saying that where I stay, the majority of people have got money and we want to keep it. Right, cool. That's what the guy, when, when you when I sort of sifted through what he'd said to me, yeah. that's what he said to me, is that my parents went to Oxford and I went to Oxford and like, it's the only way that we want it to be. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be socialist because then we are going to get stuff taken off us or whatever. Aye. You're like, okay, right, fair enough. But he, when I asked him about the sort of austerity and how he felt about these like the buses like his family and his friends don't rely on public transport or mm. trains mm -hmm. like take that just for instance as you go further yeah. north working class people need the trains to get to work the price of that train is just going up and up and up under austerity with it and it was almost like that's just a sort of byproduct to like capitalism and yeah. you're like no fuck mm -hmm. you mate like if we ran these 
these fucking industries and we could keep them in house we can control the price we can control the quality yeah. when we've sold them off it was a great fucking idea because you said ran into the fucking ground and people get rich they run things into the ground exactly. intentionally oh definitely absolutely privatizations I mean, get a, an actual structure and it baffles me when people can't fucking see it in action aye, you know aye, the post office look at that i mean they're oh it's worthless it's not up to date it's no it needs to evolve and blah and then aye. like a year later, they've like all sold up twenty billion quid there. And you're just like, what? I'm not claiming to have, you know, the answers. I'll be like, don't vote Tory because I've got the right thing I, for you. I'm the same. Mate, and right. it, and it's also it frustrates me. People go, oh, so you're saying that because I've got a difference in politics. I'm like, listen, pal, we're not talking about fucking how we're distributing the budget for refuse collection, yeah, or how what we're going to spend on it, like menial fucking mm-hmm. things. We're talking about. You know, absolutely destroying the welfare system. People yeah. dying. Aye, aye. Well, meanwhile, <coughs> these are all getting rich as fuck. Remember when yeah. um, George Osborne was a chancellor and, it turned, and him and Cameron had all sorts of money offshore? Mm-hmm. Well, that they, I remember they hammered Jimmy Carr for... Um, yeah. Gary Barlow and Jimmy Carr go to... The, hammered them, mm-hmm. threw them under the bus. Yep. And they've done the exact same. Yep. The chancellor, the whose job is to manage the economy, is hiding money offshore. <laughs> I think David Cameron's dad, so his full his inheritance dad. was sitting in Panama. <coughs> so... That that's exactly it's like one rule for us and another rule for them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that is uh, where it goes. We'll take. It. Do you want to go into a lighter subject? Aye, because I mean, I'm going to end up mm. smashing this the table. Fucking, <laughs> <desk>. <laughs> Flat annoyed. The fucking desk. Don't know if this is going to. Be, but, um, <coughs> so, what do you reckon about recent sort of things that's been going on at Parkade? Um I was talking about this today. Actually, here's another wee. Don't get too angry. <laughs> I'm allowed. I'm allowed to plug Celtic fans you can TV. Yeah, uh, did an interview for Celtic fans TV the day just a wee. I think they're doing this week mm. to loads of people uh, preview the game coming up and we were talking about it and I was saying that I'm glad Rogers is away yeah um, I'm glad he's gone now knowing what I know now if I had mm. known that mm. before I'd have wanted him to leave yeah um, 100% I, I, go in the summer like, aye. off you fuck I know <laughs> get yourself you fuck and uh, all lies I don't know if people know this and I, I might be saying this and I've maybe got it wrong but I have heard that his book launch um, Eamon Holmes was like what's your favourite ever Celtic game mm. And he went, the 1988 centenary final, you know, what a special day in the history of this club, mm-hmm. 100-year anniversary. And he went, when uh, when Frank McGarvey um, dived and headed that ball into the net, and you're like, that's not the that right was year, a 1985 aye, cup that's final. Not the right year. Same scoreline and shit. Aye, aye, that's so you're talking about, so you shit. don't know what you're oh, talking about. The Danny McGrain story, how embarrassing oh, was that? Mate. See, as soon as I read that, I was like, that is it. Like, see, that summed them up. I know. And it's funny because see, at the time, I was like, that's brilliant. That kind of thought, that's amazing. Yeah. At the time. And see, now looking back, I'm like, how fucking dare you, man? That's mm. Danny McGrain. Yeah. King you know of Celtic. Kind of reminded me of the Martin O'Neill Tommy Burns story where, like, Tommy Burns had been brought. I think Tommy Burns was managing the reserves or the mm. under 17s at mm. the time. And uh, when Martin O'Neill joined, he get. I think he put himself forward to just showing around the city mm-hmm. and then by the time they got to the end of showing around the city he was like I want you to be on the coaching staff or whatever maybe it was Stratton mm. might have been Stratton, Stratton mm-hmm. I think it was Stratton um, and he was like his liaison to the club for the first four weeks and at the end it Stratton was like I want you to be on my coaching staff so mm-hmm. you're like he's literally copied and pasted something today with Tommy Burns changed the name gave it a different sort Aye. of slant and then just shat it See out there that? do I want you here Danny you're the reason I'm here shut <laughs> your mouth you fucking <laughs> Did How? you see the photo of him at the the cremation of the fucking owner? 
like uh, he was at like some sort of either the tie owner. I they went to oh, Thailand. Oh, aye, with on their knees and all that. And he's standing with a big fucking smile on his face. Aye, like, I know. You keep, aye. keep it appropriate. Like a somber occasion, mate. Like, I mean, but, that first interview that he did for Leicester City TV, where he was like, "I'll, I'll give my life to make this Leicester City fans proud." It aye. was literally like copy and paste, copy and paste that, and just put Celtic, and that is exactly. Yeah, what he, he said like, some player lost his, his father. And he said, um, I hope I can be a father figure to him and take a wee bit of that thing. And maybe that, that could have been misreported, right, or misquoted. Yeah. But, I mean, shut up. Like, yeah. shut up. He played heavy on the emotional ties. He did. See, did you watch the um, the live stream of his first press conference? Leicester City streamed it on Twitter. Right. And you could comment on it and all no. that. <laughs> 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 I didn't see it. No, I missed that People giving it pure abuse. I can imagine, though. But I was saying... Um, so I, 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 like people were saying like some mental stuff, right? And they were arguing with Leicester fans. And I think what did I say? I think I said um, you might be in the Premier League, but I bet you're not in the top ten for the match day pie experience or like mm. something like that. Right. And they were going bah, bah. mental, saying, "How do you know about our, uh, our food standards?" Now? <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, so I think we've got some people that are going to absolutely snap and bite here." I was saying, "Like, I hope he breaks down on the motorway and the RAC can't get to him for five hours after this and all that." And they're like, <laughs> "People pure snapping as if I was being serious." Uh, like, right. That's the worst I hope happens to him. He breaks down. The RAC can't get him. Can't get him. But um, you happy with Lenny? Yes and no. Mm. I think at this point he'd be the best person to take the job. Yeah. I said maybe his his emotional volatility might um might come back to kind of bite us. Although he he said he's mellowed somewhat, mm. which you can maybe believe. I just I don't know. I think he's the best person to take over mm. at this stage. I mean, um, we were lucky that we even had somebody of that caliber oh, waiting on yeah. the to step in. He probably knew to be honest because. Alan McAnally told somebody, uh, a guy, Paul John Dykes, he does a podcast, um, A Celtic State of Mind, mm. and he told him like back in December or January or something, he's like, oh, by the way, Brendan Rodgers probably taking the Leicester job. And they never really said anything about it at the mm-hmm. time. Um, so Lennon probably knew that that would be happening. He would have had an idea mm-hmm. because the club would have known about it. Um, yeah. But to answer that, I'd say fairly happy. Um, you know, he's delivered the results apart from what we drew against Aberdeen. Who was the other one? That was it. Aye, that was it. Uh, do you know what it was? I, I, keep think, I, keep, aye, I keep thinking Dundee was a loss. Yeah. Because <laughs> I never saw it because I was out the night before and I was in a bad yeah. bad state. So I only saw the score. Um, I suppose he's a bit. When we look back, we're not seeing next year or if we get 10 in a row. We're not going to go, I would get 10 in a row, but do you remember the last 10 games when we were doing nah, eight? Probably like, no, man. You know, sometimes we, we've we've been spoiled with amazing football for the past two years. Mm. I, I wouldn't count this season because we were, we were terrible at the start of the mm. season. Yeah. Remember losing to, losing to, um, we did not have a great losing to Hearts and stuff, and we lost the way to Um So this season has been great, but, you know, that's champions. So if you're mm-hmm. looking at it and saying, out of, so far out of eight, only one of those seasons has been a wee bit below satisfactory mm-hmm. and we've had a great run you know yeah we've, we've won the game by the way see if we could get a last minute winner every time i would ah, take that over a five now see that acceleration ah, yeah. against hearts um against kilmarnock energy that forces the team to kick on when they find themselves in that situation ah. again because they're going 
we're up against it here, but we've done it twice in recent weeks because that belief's just there. I, I think I, mean? I think that'll reinforce that belief as well. You know, mm. time and time again, yeah. we keep going because we get it. Sometimes teams will, will throw the towel in. I think Celtic's been renowned for for it, for the whole time I've been watching anyway for about twenty four years as being a t- we always seem to get it. Remember under Gordon Strachan, we just seem to keep. Yeah. Same man. Like I can remember like a point under Strachan was notorious for it. Third mm-hmm. year, mm. that, see that year well. We beat Rangers at two one. Oh, big Yan. Oh, one of the best nights of my life. I was behind the goal. That so night, it was wild. The, that <laughs> season in particular, it was ridiculous amount of times. It was Nakamura's last minute goal, Kilmarnock and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, under Strat, definitely go. That's Do you remember steel. we did it twice against Hearts? I remember Hearts were beating us one 0 and Craig Gordon was in goals at Celtic yeah. Park, and he kept putting the ball in the six yard box or the six yard line, and then he would move it yeah. for his goal kick. And I remember like feeling as if I was spitting actual blood. <laughs> I was raging. And he made an arse at twice. I'm sure ah, it was at two right, corners. Man. He dropped one in the net. Yeah, I think big Bobo Baldi, he did the ball straight at him and he just... Uh, just, just and he beat him 2-1. Right and then there was New Year's Day 2006. 2-0 down. 2-0 down. down. And uh, I'm sure it was McManus maybe equalised. Or Steve, I think well. McManus scored two. Stephen, aye, cause Stephen Pearson Stephen get Pearson one, scored, and then right. McManus. I'm sure one came for a free kick with McManus with a header, and maybe the other was a corner. But aye. again, winning that last minute. Aye. Um, Seeing Levine's face, that honestly, oh, man, I've I considered cracking one out. <laughs> considered that, that, that gift. Just <laughs> we had, I'd done it twice before the final whistle <laughs> went. We scored it in the ninety-third minute. It's pain is delicious to be fair. Oh, absolutely amazing. The like. I going back to the sort of the Lenny thing. The thing that concerns me watching I love Simon Ferry's podcast. It's not really a fucking podcast, but it's the interviewing uh, the open uh-huh, ball. Uh-huh, it's brilliant. Uh-huh. That's a good night. Um, uh-huh. I, they, a lot of people that are talking about Lenny talk about Gary Parker and how Gary Parker's the guy in the dressing room. So Lenny go in and fucking mm, fuck the place aye. up. You're fucking shite, you're shite. Leave and then Gary Parker would go right, settle down and talk to them and go right. This is right. what we need to do next time. Good call, and that's call. what that's what's concerning me is, is that he doesn't have his assistant and that he's got. I mean, he's got a good team. I mean, um, John Kennedy, and, and, but I don't know, man. I think a lot of the time, if you look at guys like Clough, obviously I'm not saying that fucking Neil Lennon's anywhere near the stature of yeah. like Brian Clough, but mm-hmm. even Steen, these guys relied on their assistant managers quite heavily. Mm, uh, yeah. Um, that's, the, that's the thing, the thing that concerns me now. So I, I'm, I'm counting it as this league is wrapped up. So mm. it's the next two. See when we had to stop the ten, and Fergus McCann said the only thing I've got to say about who were appoint manager is he's not to be British mm-hmm. because he felt it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and he could be impacted by that. So obviously mm-hmm. having a, a foreign manager is, um, is he's not going to be as privy or as susceptible yeah. to that pressure because it's unlikely he's reading the fucking daily record, is he? <laughs> and, you know, true. it's unlikely Chief that Jackson's not having playing mind games with Aye, fucking... <laughs> so uh, the kind of point I'm making is, is a lot of pressure. It's a, mm. it's a big ask because it's going to be the toughest now because yeah. they've flung everything that is, you know, other teams, I'm not getting into sort of conspiratorial things, mm. but... There's various elements that are throwing everything in the kitchen sink. It's stopping us doing yeah, nine and ten. Cause Absolutely it, terrifying. Because it's because it's over. It's never, right. it's never been better. That's never <clears> been nobody's done that for once. I've just noticed how much teams just sat behind the ball. It's, I mean, like it, this is something that was I was going to ask about a wee minute ago when you were talking about the Dundee thing. It's, I, w- I watched that game little on the telly, and we should have been three or four nothing up in the first fifteen minutes, and there's this. this 
section of the Celtic support that just pishes the bed. That just any time we don't win four, five, nothing, they're just like we're shite, we're shite. Aye. He's shite, he's shite. Yeah, like Scott Brown surely has proved to that section of Celtic support that you shouldn't write a player off on like a bad season or a bad game. But yeah. um, I, I don't get why there's this like, oh, this isn't good enough, and you're like, we won the fucking game, like you're saying. I don't remember back to the nineties and remember Rangers fans sitting going. Loudrop's fucking pish. Right. I mean, people literally sit and tear into Scott Sinclair. Yeah. And the guy's probably one of our best players. Like, if, being realistic, mm. statistically, he's one of our best players. I don't remember that coming through their side. There's just, I think there's a there's a there's an element of our support that's waiting to implode. Almost mm. just sitting, waiting for it to happen. Yeah. I don't Aye. know where the fuck that comes from. I think it's just maybe part of the whole, there is a younger generation of fans that have never known any sort of meaningful defeat you know what i mean like and it becomes expectation you know i think so i i think we've become a wee bit spoiled um because i get frustrated with that when there's all these chances and we don't take them but i sometimes remind myself like we're human they're gonna miss the thing is we're creating them that's that that's exactly if we're creating those chances and we are sort of dictating the play um you know the tempo the the game and how it's going and we've got the majority of the ball. You know, it's up to us because teams are always going to sit back. Yeah. No matter how we play domestically, they're always going to sit back and it's up to us to unlock them and to be good enough. There's going to be periods. See if we look at it over since, right, Brendan came in in what, May, June 2016. Mm-hmm. From then until recently, we've been playing brilliant football, scoring a lot of goals, you know, winning games comfortably. Mm-hmm. It's a very small period and which is also a period of disruption. Yeah. You look at the Aberdeen game, we drew, you look at that on the surface, we drew 0-0. But you know, in the in the last ten minutes, a couple of was it? Tierney made three or four great saves. Aye, Tierney put a ball across. And Edward should have got to it. We had Christopher Ayer's goal ruled offside. You know, it's the game is often a lot more than what the scoreline mm-hmm. suggests. Yeah, um, they also played like man for man, like wrestling tactics, like across the pitch for ninety minutes. Aye. We were missing McGregor, Rogic, and Christie. I think you know what, what I mean? people we always fail to take into account as well is. Celtic played well, but the other team is also capable of playing well. Absolutely. And <laughs> you know, they fight every game that Celtic. Play. I always say this to English players like, ah, it's a fucking ten pot league, mate. My fucking nine could score out there. Like, <laughs> bother, mate. You know, like, it's, it's pure easy. And I say, well, every single team that plays Celtic, it's their chance to get noticed. Mm-hmm. It's a cup final. They're up for it. They're fired up. Yeah. They either support Celtic and they want to impress, or they support Rangers and they hate us and yeah. want to be the one to stop us. Everybody's up for it. So they're usually always at 100 percent so you know now and again we're gonna draw yeah you know, i'm not I, saying we should be it. we should be critical and we should look oh, at what's happening hmm. 100%, but, um, no i would say let them let i them don't offer. think i've ever heard i've ever seen a team win a game against celtic and any well, any majority of celtic fans come out and go i mean paris saint germain ah you were banging you know, rights there weren't you you know what i mean they're like we're fucking pish and you're like right mm. come on guys can we calm yeah. down a wee bit man like we're gonna get fucking pumped half these teams. a 600 million pound football team's probably gonna beat us high. so like in terms of like football wider obviously spend a lot of time you're saying in spain running about barcelona in barcelona in barcelona Center, right? um so is it barcelona the team you follow there are you into some american um, teams is it i played bit? i played for a team called Michael Collins FC. <laughs> okay. There was me casually trying to steer it away from you. No, let's take it back in. Let's take it back in. Green and white. Sure. There's a really good setup over there. It's called the Biffle, the Barcelona International Football League. Right. And uh, by the way, the standard is unbelievable. There was a boy that played for Michael Collins. He left before I got there. And uh, he fucking signed for Ajax. <laughs> 
he was over and he was over studying and he was on a I don't even know what age he was. His name was Just something, right? And I, I've seen highlights of him. The boy is unbelievable. So basically, he was over studying and he signed for a, He played for the Collins. I don't know how. I think somebody in his uni course yeah. played for him and he went. And they said the boy was like unbelievable. And he signed for Ajax. He was playing in the reserves. Wow. And that was in 2016. So I was like, fuck off. No way. Uh-huh. And my pal showed me it. Like, here he is playing for the actual Ajax. Um, but that's really good because you've got people from all over. There's a really interesting one. There's a guy called Andy Mitten, who's a, a mm-hmm. journalist, and he had a team called FC Manchester. So he started up a fanzine called United We Stand, right. which is the biggest Man U fanzine started in the, like, the 90s, the early 90s, I think, maybe late 80s. Um, and he came over to Barcelona. He was working as a journalist. His pal was like Graham Hunter and all that. Okay. And he, he did stuff, for, I think, for like ESPN and 442 and stuff. He's really good pals with like Ryan Gick, the class of 92. Okay. Right, cool. So they all had like full Man it's United. when you've got a Man United magazine to write into. <laughs> you know. know the class of I know, too. I know. But he's, he's um, I don't know how he did it, but he also had like a fucking direct line to people like Puyol and Xavi and Iniesta and all that. Mm-hmm. He's really, really well connected. So there was that team. Um, basically people for all of, because there's a lot of immigrants, there's a lot of foreigners in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, that was really, really good. Um, How's it? Why is it for immigrants? Barcelona. Mm-hmm. No, it's because it's class, mate. Have you been? Like, <laughs> that's literally why it's hosting. I went to Barcelona on a, a fucking school trip in the nineties, mate. And oh, def- different. One of the main ports in Spain. Different and place. Pretty close Just, to like North Africa and places like, like that. You know what I mean? That aside, it's one of the best cities in the world. I've lived there since two thousand and thirteen. I've been here for the past four months or something about four or five months i decided to come back for a bit and right. it's been magic um you just get sick of the sun and all that aye? and it's shit and um no it's it's an incredible place to be but barcelona mm-hmm. so i grown up i was always a barca fan i had and really genuinely every year i would get celtic strip all my celtic strips yeah and my barca strips uh barca tracky i loved them mm. <clears throat> went to the game so a guy i worked with his uncle was a ex-goalkeeper at Barca and they played in the Champions League winning squad in 92. Okay. I think he was a backup goalie mm-hmm. but he was there for years. You know how sometimes you get a backup there aye. for like 15 years? Aye. So looks killer. Aye. aye. And he, he had a box. So my mate's like, I'll take him. We'll go in the box. So I'm like, oh my God, I'd only been there a week. Couldn't wait. We go in, you've got a waiter, free bar. The box we had was like six wee seats so it was a wee private mm. thing behind the goals. Amazing. Sat down, and then that was it. The end of the love affair because the fans are the shittest fans, the worst <laughs> fans I have ever, 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 ever encountered. A lot of them are tourists, so yeah. I'll make that exception. They were playing Real Valladolid, and I'm, they won 4 1, and something happened, and it was a penalty. Yeah. So I've jumped up and went, like, penalty, like, shouted. And about 10 people turned around and went, shh. As if I beat them. So I was like, Oh fuck! Sorry, we're in the pit. Oh no, we're in the new camp. I thought <laughs> we were in the pictures there. <laughs> and uh, went to, I went to another game. And to prove I'm not making this up, so this was against Las Palmas, and they won two 0 And Messi, I sat down. I was like, I'm gonna just what? I was talking about it for about four days. I'm like, I'm not even gonna watch the game. I'm just gonna watch Messi. Right. What he does? Five minutes in, he does his knee ligaments. Man, he's out for like eight months. Oh. So he's off. Um, there was a guy reading the paper. What the? I fuck? swear to God, he was reading the paper, and I, so we were like, go north, which is like behind the goal in the corner. And he's reading the paper during the game. I'm like full scale. Like this. That's crazy, man. Now and again, he would look up. And he only looked up when they started the independence chance. And I think a lot of them 
go for um, right. I think they go as a, it's, a, it's a political thing it's oh, not right, football right. it's fair enough they can do what they want but mm-hmm. um, I'm just no into them at all they're very entitled as well mm. I know people say that about Celtic like, irony coming for a Celtic supporter but aye and we used to winning aye that's you know what I mean aye English Premier League's getting like that as well isn't it, man? Aye. you're looking at I was watching a game is it the West Ham game last week they came back for 3-0 and down and won 4-3 yeah and they scored a last minute winner and they, they they were celebrating. Aye, yeah. really, kind of like, So let Celtic score in their fourth, and like, do you know what I mean? Against like, Hamilton just jumping up and like, yeah, yes, do you know what I mean? Nothing. It's shy, thinking isn't it? about like some of the scenes that you've seen at Celtic Park where cunts are fucking fawning at each other. And I think the Scottish football in general is really well supported, man. Aye. It's like I think we're one of the sort of highest per capita attendances in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, and the, the there's a good scene amongst the fans generally. I mean, I love seeing the tweets where it's pure. They do the comparisons with English League where it's, you know, the Manchester Derby and people are taking photos with like Wayne's in the dugout and all the rest. Aye. And it's aye. pure like Remember the Dundee Derby and it's just like pure bodies everywhere. And you're <laughs> just like, that's what it's about, man. Like St. Mirren and Morton is a lot <laughs> more intense because I remember seeing when Mourinho was uh, my new manager and he's got in the box at Anfield mm. at the dugout and the Liverpool fans are taking pictures of him and all. It's embarrassing. I, don't, I honestly don't pay attention. See, up until 2012, Maybe thirteen. I push my knowledge of lineups, teams, scores, matches of English football was encyclopedic. Yeah, because it was it was brilliant, and mm-hmm. I don't know what it was just then. I just was like, this is thing. Even now, like if Man U are playing, mm-hmm. I will look at the, the lineup and I'm like, I don't know. If, yeah, like, I don't know these names. Them, yeah. If I had to say that to myself when I was fifteen, oh, by right. the way, you you won't know who these are. I would have never even a Man United fan in Ferguson the type of team that you can name every single one I of them. I can name like, every single one. I, I can name their strengths. No, I knew one. who came on as a sub. I yep. can even just daft things like I remember when Ronaldo made his debut, mm. Ryan Giggs scored a free kick against Bolton. It was Beckham's first game. Mm. Um and he came they came on I think they won four 0 opening game, so that was been two thousand and three. Mm. Aye. Um just, no, it just doesn't interest me. Nah, I've football or nothing for me. Aye, I'm the same. I have kinda got myself I've I found myself in recent years. As I went to, obviously, Mary and Mary the games, having like a random Tuesday night where I would be flicking through the telly and be like, why the fuck am I watching Stoke and Crystal Palace on a Tuesday night? Like, two, two teams just launching long balls back and forth at each other, and it just become Mary and Mary. And I think the money incentive in the Premier League is so ne- like forcing negative football in a lot of respects. I know Man City are trying to play at Arsenal with spells where they try to play, but like, largely speaking, English teams in the league are just trying not to get beat. Mm. And seeing where they land at the end of the season, because outside that top six, any of the bottom fourteen could get relegated on any Aye. given year. Of fuck for me, and I'm now finding myself instead of watching bloody Stoke and West Brom or whatever it happens to be, finding myself watching like BBC Alba and going like if I've got a choice between an English game oh, or a Scottish game, fire the Scottish game on. So they like I much prefer it. I just don't see the appeal. Obviously, we get a lot of technically able, gifted players. Yeah, and it's far superior, but. I don't think if it was so is, pitch, they wouldn't be stealing all their players and their managers for 40 years. I know, <laughs> you know I, I mean? know. Like, the I entire know. English league pyramid is built on Scottish players and managers. I quite, the championship's quite decent. Mm. I watched a couple of championships. It's a Rami, but pa- Aye, it is. So it is. But it, for me, that is the whole thing. Like, it's, I don't judge the quality of it purely on how good technically the players are. Nah. You know, There's obviously a lot more to it. Mm. And even just as you say, with the... F- was it Man City the Champions League they're scoring it's just like a wee clap and all that they can't fill the stadium and I'm I'm not being ignorant or dismissive to the fact that it's expensive yeah but that's part of the problem button aye that's a huge part of the problem Um, 
Germany's, part of the problem in the Manchester as well. Germany's so German footballs. They've like, got it right, don't they? Man United have been so on, successful man. for so long and built such a big stadium that is there space in Manchester for two forty thousand plus seater stadiums? Mm. I don't know. That's you know a good point. Like, well, the Man City fans mm. are always claiming that Manchester's blue. Yeah, can they fill your stadium? Yet Man United can. Yeah. So I think they had more fans gone when they were in the. The championship, like try to come through and mm. come back up. Like, I know, like then and what did they know? It's one of the things that people say, like, oh, it was better in the past when really it wasn't. It was quite inferior. Whatever you're talking about, mm-hmm. but in this instance, I would say football was it had more soul. And I don't mean to sound like a football hipster mm. or like you know I won't claim to be no loads about the Bundesliga or that. And you know people will go, aye, well in Germany and this wouldn't happen. But yeah, I, I went to a game. I went to the Olympic Stadium in Berlin to see uh, Hertha Berlin against Cologne. And yeah. the entire experience, so the fans were amazing. Stadium wasn't full. That's a massive stadium, right enough. The stadium wasn't full, uh, but the fans were incredible from start to finish to the point where I was watching them. And the Cologne fans were beside us, mm-hmm. and it was nuts. It was mental. Um, they do things like they have it's like the American sports where people are actually fans where they have like barbecues outside in the car park before aye. they go in and stuff. Like aye, that, we had that. Going there hours before the aye. game. We went a couple of hours before and we went to this outdoor place and they were cooking big steaks on a barbecue. Awesome. It's like three euros. You get a beer for a, like two euros. Uh, even in your seat, they'll just bring beer to your seat. That's what That was magic. Aye. All you need to do is just wave and That's they'll come and bring you. What's even that deal? Talking about half Mike about the Paul Quigley podcast, like we are literally treated like fucking criminals. And people are going to like other sports. Patronise like children. I, know. You know what I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I know why because like the reason the Celtic Rangers riot in the eighties that happened, why we're not allowed to drink at football. It's thirty fucking years ago. Go over that nah, now? I, know. I mean, how can how the fuck can we not go over? Wait a minute. That? When was that? The 1980 Cup? I think it was the right, 80 so that, Cup Was that not 40 years ago then? Aye, next, year, aye. Aye, next year it'll be 40 years. And yet you can go three years down the road to Newcastle and other people that vastly fucking different. No, the Liverpool, Newcastle, the Liverpool fans now welcome visiting teams when the team bus comes in. Mm-hmm. And they pelt it with bricks and all that. I'm sure something happened at a Manchester derby as well. Yeah. Nothing really happens. There's these isolated incidents. The, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to get into it because I've got my opinions and all that. But I, I'm not really clued up enough, or well versed enough. I am not very. Mm-hmm. I am not well versed enough to be speaking on it. So obviously, there's the whole sectarian element, which would they say they're trying to tackle, mm. even though all they've done is probably make things worse. Aye. Because people then react in, in a sort of what's the word? Like sort of just react, like reacting the same way. If you're going to tell me, I can't do this. Actually, yeah. you're going to do it. I think the the, the the sort of conversation about policing is getting wild outside of Scotland as well. I mean, you look at the Jack Grealish thing, we were actually sitting down with Paul the other week there, mm-hmm. and as he put his ass in the chair, I was like, some guys just hooked Jack Grealish. Literally. So but it was it was too in the moment to really get into it. But I've seen like, legitimate quotes for people after that going, police should be armed. And you're like, <sighs> so what, we're going to get every copper in England a gun in case somebody tries to go on a football pitch? Know. You know what I mean? Because like, that so, works well. <clears throat> I think it's just about the, you know, authoritarianism that's sort of, seeping in for the ground up and everything mm. you know what i mean like as much as there's issues specific to scotland i think football fans they get treated with a level of contempt all across the uk see that crush at celtic park yeah like matt was on that when you they yeah. I, my pals get caught in it i was lucky because i was i was behind the family section behind the dugout my pals were caught in it and i didn't understand and they were that riled up and shaken by it that even though we won even though it was brilliant we went to the pub and they were like, I'm not coming, I'm going up the road. Because yeah. they were petrified. Just ruined. Yep. Ruined it. They're, they're lo- 
they're lucky that people never died mm-hmm. because as far as i'm aware everybody was just piling around they've shut the gates mm. and it felt as if they were just saying fuck them don't tell them because then obviously everybody's getting up and the first wave of people they're going turn back the yeah. fuck do you mean turn back yeah. there's about forty thousand people under <laughs> here at my fucking back i know yeah, and they do. don't know that this is shut so they're walking they're lucky somebody should be getting jailed for that Aye. God knows what's went on. I mean, Aye. surely there'd have been some sort of fucking inquiry into that shit. The, que- the question I've got is where, I know it's coming, you see, coming from the top down. So I've got pals that are police officers, that mm-hmm. are big Celtic fans, that work at Celtic Park all the time. Yeah. And they think it's ridiculous, but they're kind of told to follow orders or whatever. Of and course. I know they, they're all responsible. You know, they've all got the choice not to speak to people at scumbags or mm. whatever. But what is, what is the MO? Like, what, where is that coming from? Like, what is the aim? I don't know, man. It's, it's always baffled me. And as I say, as we look at the other examples elsewhere as well, it's no, it's not an uncommon trend. I think it's just it's easy to like. I think it's been something that's been there since the eighties. You know what I mean? Like in Hillsborough and various other incidents, mm-hmm. like where it's just all right for the media to look down its nose at football fans and other people just following suit. I think it's it. went side side by side with the targeting of working class people. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, yeah. It, during the 80s when they targeted the coal miners, football fans were a way for people to sort of come together and mm-hmm. organise. If they've mm-hmm. got the football, they're talking about things and then the groups come out of that. And so it's just another way of breaking down a way for people to have a fucking voice. I, I mean, all this pish that you get about politics and football don't mix, fuck you. Aye, like, they've always mixed. They've always fucking mixed. I know, you know they've always I mean? mixed. You don't want them to mix. Yeah. yeah. But they do mix. They're, they're inextricably linked. Aye. And I love y- how FIFA, um, you know, finding x club and y club about this flag and that banner and you know pep guardiola we you yellow know catalan yellow ribbon and stuff like that and then and rightfully so every organization should have lauded the guy but nelson mandela dies and all of a sudden fifa are pure let's talk about the politics of nelson mandela and you're like you've just find like three different organizations under your rule for getting political oh, and now you're like Let's get into politics. Reprehensible, oh, deplorable organisation. One of the, the biggest funders at Interpol. Seen and that. if you look at what the the way the World Cups work, if you watch the fucking World Cup in Russia, it's literally Putin is sitting with all the leaders of the world coming in, shaking hands. <laughs> Gives them an hour and a half to sit and talk about what the fuck they're going to be doing next. Surely, do you know what I mean? Surprise, surprise, the British government weren't invited to Russia, do you know what I mean? Like, Mother, no, no, Boris Johnson didn't no, go and Sammy Putin. See how much a hard man he is when he goes to Russia. No. How, how, how much a wide he is, eh? <laughs> You're mad stupid comments. <laughs> I, you know I, I could have loved with um, Boris Johnson end up in the Gulag, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Probably being Prime Minister. No, 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 no absolutely not. Um, <laughs> there was something I was going I did somebody so somebody gets stabbed at a poetry event like the other day a poetry event there was um I remember seeing a clip of Scottish rugby fans in Italy I'm sure mm. singing fuck the Pope and singing the sash yeah so where was the condemnation of rugby fans I've been unacceptable it's, would you it's would, totally a perception thing I'm, I'm gonna throw this I totally other way say if when would become independent. Mm. Would you vote SNP once we were an independent nation? Um, they would have to. It would be like a blank slate. Mm. They would have to convince me to vote for them. Definitely. I wouldn't be uh, like I'm right now, where it's my default vote. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh-huh. just because I want independence. Absolutely. But, um, I don't think I would. Um, I don't think. No, automatically anyway. What's disappointed me recently about the SNP and 
uh, Corbyn is almost like everybody's playing this political game of chess. Mm-hmm. Nobody's actually doing what's best for normal people. It's almost like, here's the goal, we'll do anything to get to it. Like, the SNP have absolutely been able to do more to offset austerity in this country. 100%. At least I mean, in terms of how they've tried to fight it. Um, mm-hmm. And also just the 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 fact stuff. I mean, that's I, for me is the the black mark against them. And I wouldn't I wouldn't then say you know once we're independent you're not getting my vote because mm. I'm proud of a lot of the things they've done I'm and they're my default man. vote. Um, I wouldn't vote Labour. I do you know what I'm saying that I've got a, a high ranking Labour MP coming on to the podcast. Oh, so really? if he's listening, I'm telling him I'd never vote for him. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Ever. Uh, he would maybe he'll change your mind. I I doubt that. Um, he's a great he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to having him on. But cool. not getting my vote. Nah, no, mm-hmm. thank you. I kind of mere like obviously in terms of Westminster, obviously vote SNP. In terms of Scotland, like I'm I'm obviously kind of like case by case. And like I say, mm-hmm. um, I have voted SNP, but where the options been available, which is increasingly more the case, I've voted Green. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm pro uh, independence in that respect, and I think after the fact. No, I think I'd probably try and operate along, along similar kind of lines where mm-hmm. if they're talking to me in terms that I think are useful is and will make an impact, then I'll go with them. But I would hope that, you know, the other side of a yes vote that we get a, a realignment of maybe things like the Labour movement and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, you know, Conservatives... I mean, there is a place in political debate for conservatism to a degree, but mm. no in terms of like conservative and unionist party, because why would we need that if there was, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so Aye. you would maybe have some sort of centre-right, you know, conservative party that might actually want to make a positive contribution to Scotland. Um, has, who knows? It, has it been decided? I know that they said 2019 there'll be an announcement, but for the next referendum. I think this so, sort of Brexit shambles has got all bets off at the aye, minute. Don't get the extension and we don't revoke Article 50 and we leave it for a deal on the 29th of March. I've got a feeling that they'll de- just declare it. Aye, we could be getting punted with a deal on Friday. Legally, <laughs> I mean, that, that thing came out a couple of weeks ago with a guy that's. <clears throat> The lawyer, basically, he's an MP, but he's a lawyer, but he's the Tories lawyer, um, stood up and said that if the constitution changes in any way, then a treaty can just, you can just walk away from a treaty. So mm-hmm. they can't hold us to the Treaty of the Union. Mm. So if they leave without a deal, which we've been promised wouldn't happen, then Nicola Sturgeon could literally declare independence. Is that the on guy, a legal term. Uh, right? Is that the guy who said he was never been more ashamed to be a Conservative that stood up? No, I don't agree. See that? Like, that, I saw that headline and I thought, Okay, so you're a, a man of some sort of morals. Like, how the fuck has it <laughs> took you this long yeah, to make that statement? Right. Right? So you're all right. You're, you're all right. right with, Everything like, else is cool. Yep, you're all right with Islamophobia. You're all right with disabled people committing suicide because of your policy. Aye. But see, as soon as this party can, he fucking get a vote together. Do you agree oh, how that's, we're going to leave the that's EU? You're like, almost, I'm ashamed. He was like teary and shit, so he was like, he's like we kind of get our shit together. What side like, is he? Does he sit on? Aye, but is he a, like a Brexit or is he... After I've made, I'm not sure. I've got to assume that he's been involved. I mean, they're all switched back and forth. Even, oh God, um, Theresa May has been back and forth on the issue. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to just add, this is white noise, any conversation about Brexit. I fucking hate the word Brexit, how tabloid it is. (laughs) But um, any conversation, it's just, it is white noise because it's all been said. But I I, I don't think it will happen. And I I never did at the time. Mm. And I just feel that, I always felt, surely there's some argument to take this to some higher court to be like, here, by the way, surely this vote is null and void. Because that's like, say I say to you, um, no, 
you've got two choices. Yep. You can go through that door or you can go through that door. In that door, there is um, two page three models. There's, you know, there's loads of beer and there's a, there's a million pound and there's all these brilliant things. And then you walk through and there's a tiger and it just kicks fuck at you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a technical off. term for when a tiger attacks you. <laughs> you know, you would you would then come to me and be like, hey, hold on a minute. No. And I'm like, no, 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 you went through. And you're like, aye, because you gave me information that was so far for the truth that I went through there. Yep. Or that I was, say you open the door and then you go to go through and I'm like, you change your mind. And I'm going, no, 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 you need to go through, you decided. There's a tiger in there. Ah, like, <laughs> Mate, there's an actual tiger in there. A jungle cat. And you're like, no, and you go, this is what you wanted. I know, and it's like, well, I never, like, I thought I was going for something else. Aye. So, I, I just don't understand how I, they, they can't turn and go, that's fucking null and void. It was an advisory referendum to start off with, so nothing was legally binding. It's all just, that's all just rhetoric, man. That's all just Jacob Rees-Mogg. I mean, there's a video of him going back to 2016 where he said, listen, you've got, there's nothing to lose to vote Brexit because if you vote for it, we can always just no do it. And now he's gone, it's undemocratic. Yeah. You're risking all democracy. Him. It's all just political game playing, man. Like, Let's talk about Jacob Rees-Mogg. Did you see his son? Is he as much a creepy looking cunt as he is? Yep. Man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, I saw a it's picture like of him. The same suit on and all that, man. I saw a picture of them on the Empire oh, State Building oh. and they looked as if they just quantum leaped to like a Victorian garden party <laughs> for like 19 whenever. I'm sure I told this on the podcast when I read it, but it, did you read when he got asked what's the best Christmas present at Christmas, Earl? He got, oh, asked, no. he got asked at Christmas time, what's, what's your favourite Christmas gift? And he said that when he was... 13, his mother gave him an ointment that had some sort of oil for Queen Victoria's coronation. That's the best Christmas gift. Oh, it's like, I can kind of understand why he is the way he is. Now. See, what has happened to him at boarding school? And <laughs> no. I'm not trivializing tri 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 it and terrible what's happened to people, but <laughs> I genuinely wonder. I'm like, do these get Did we have somebody in, in, Did we not have somebody who described him as a haunted Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> Was that, that's, that's 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 a haunted Muppet? I'm going to try and pass that part of off as my own. That's amazing. But he's they fucking trying to that man. Now. Why is he? He goes, nah. I saw him talking about why somebody asked him why um, why the politicians are shouting at each other when they're doing Westminster. Yeah. And he goes, you know, you've got to do it with a bit of verve. It's um. theatrical. That makes me want to self harm. Uh, <laughs> his, his voice. I, I, I despise him and he's made about seven million pound off the back of this yeah man oh, he, he shifted a lot of money offshore as well recently and like a and when he was questioned about it he was basically balls out like this is the only thing that i admire about somebody like him i've got a very little that i admire but he's balls out i mean he got asked on the bbc and he was basically like, it's none of your business and they're like no but but you've moved money, like, do you want to explain? He's like, it's none of your business what I've done with my money. No, I don't and have any respect for that whatsoever. The, the, the only thread of respect that I've got is that the guy can actually, like, walk the street and look people in the eye and just, like, I just don't understand how. Aye. Because that is blatant. That is, that is blatant lying, isn't it? Like, there are, like you were saying, you've got friends that are in the police force. And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about, like, just in any job, there's compartmentalization that happens for the top down. Mm -hmm. So the top tell you what you need to know so that you can go and deliver the message to get the job done, right? Mm -hmm. But guys like him, they know. They're inside. Mm -hmm. They know what this is going to do. Oh, and they are still just giving it, this is for the good of the country. This is for the good of the see, country. See for a nation or a group of nations like the UK, which can be so judgmental on mm -hmm. such superficial things. Now, I don't understand how, take all his lies and all that aside, mm -hmm. 
how people have taken one look and went, this guy seems trustworthy. <laughs> he looks like a child catcher. This is one of the comments that can now talk about say things that get you cancelled. I would rather leave my kids with the McCanns than him. <laughs> I mean okay. that he is a he is a creepy, creepy. Ah, he, he really is, man. His that. eyes are haunted. Ah, he's definitely been shagging his fucking nanny or something, man. He's like, something <laughs> breastfed up. by the witness. Exactly. Fucking little Britain. It's like a little Britain character. <laughs> okay, the it's fucking. It doesn't seem real. No, it uh, doesn't seem like. And and what is it then? None that, of them do, but Dave. What is it that Dave and Vera for Wigan that vote leave <laughs> see in this guy? Like, oh, there's an affinity between us. There is not like. Well, even pissing uh, you if you're on fire. I thought about this man. Like, I've got a very very limited education in mental health, right. um, and <laughs> like getting right deep into like mental health. Like, there is three states that you can be in as like a, an adult. One of them is an adult where you think for yourself mm-hmm. and so you can use logic the other one is child where you when you don't have the the intellect to make decisions you go into this child mode and if somebody that reminds you of something for your childhood either your mum your dad or a school teacher where this is where i think this fucking so, comes from you will just accept it I because mean. you're literally inside your head going mm-hmm. i don't know better than this this person must what know the, better than he me he must know better than authority figure yeah, or something that and he speaks the way he speaks it's all deliberate none of it's by chance it's mm-hmm. all like very very well rehearsed and he mm-hmm. knows what he's doing like this is what's again Aye. these people that are on the inside like it's so fucked up Aye. but they stand to make so much money that is what it all comes down to isn't it in Aye. the end it's because they'll make a yeah. load of money off it the upper class in this country will make so much fucking money it's unbelievable they'll literally like reshape industry in the mm-hmm. country like mm-hmm. whether or no we end up with like india china style slave labor i don't know but it is a potential in the yeah, roadmap because definitely. they will take away our, our <clears throat> workers rights because that is all in the eu human, aye. human aye. rights codes that's, that's that launders money that's that's the entire future of the uk aye. you know what i mean what? they i just i can't wait for us to be to become independent for this mess i feel bad aye. for english decent english people yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, see, as a country, that's what you decided on, so you're going to need to live with that. But we never. No. We mm-hmm. never. The guy, I always get his name wrong. Guy is out for Hofstadt. I've pronounced that horrendously. Guy Verstoven or whatever. you did. Aye. Aye, have you said that? And, and he's also part of the committee, which he's Belgian, I think. And he's an EU legislator. I'm, maybe I've got that wrong. But he, I think he's been pretty heavily involved in the he, negotiations and aye, stuff like that. And he had said, he was asked outright, like, I think they the reporter tried to get him to basically say, oh, I Scotland, can you join the EU? Aye. And they asked him and he went, yep. Absolutely. And I've seen a clip from my own eyes and my own, I listened to it with my own ears and he says, yep. And he's, they go like, yeah, but would you not, would it not be difficult? And he goes, nope. what part Aye. of that? Nope, he's that. What and part of that? He's like, compliant with you Aye. at all. It's he's not like other countries that need to actually bring themselves in line. We're already there. Aye, I know. So, and, I, and I think that he said, um, as they said, they would be looking to... Um, to make that happen partly mm. because scotland's a great asset for the european union yeah, you contribute absolutely. a lot you know both in terms of like socially societally but also economically and, and there was a report this week saying that scotland's got something like 234 billion of untapped natural resources Fuck, remember they said it was running it well i think <laughs> part of the, they say i think part of it is they were saying and they said it in a, a, a far more um what's the word i'm like do you know i forget words this is, I think this is a symptom, I speak in other languages because I just forget, <laughs> like, basic words. In a, in a far more intelligent way, anyway, he said it would just be to give one of them to the England. 
Yeah. Okay, Westminster to Black, fuck you. Ah, you too, right, man. I mean, we we found out at the end of the last independence, like after the fact off, Cameron had visited Shetland and there's so mm. many billion barrels of oil yeah. off the coast of Shetland and that was all bullshit. Then it was the bank, the guy for the Bank of England, so of course she's with the goat the fucking pound. Are you crazy? What even couldn't they have done without it? And then EU came out and gone, we would have let them in as soon as they became aye, independent. Aye. And yet we still get faced with Kay Burley oh, sitting on Sky News going like, but you'll lose the pound. Don't mansplain it. Tell you See your pound. Get it to fuck. You don't want it. You need to take a euro and you're like, well, even uh, if we did, which we don't, in probably about six or seven days' time, the euro's going to be performing significantly better than the pound. You know See, what I mean? I, like, I don't want to lose a pound because that's my heritage. Like that, the, the, the arguments that people have. So you know, nostalgic. Uh, uh, nostalgia, like uh, fucking fuck off then and go so and live in some mad You're like us, like during 2014, I just spent months just browbeat my family just like my brother-in-law my sister just getting in at them just like what you vote what you vote sitting with my mom and she was like oh I, I need to vote no and i literally like spent hours just every, every time i seen her like mom like think about this and try to hit her way like numbers and i could just see just get right her head. Yeah. and i eventually resorted to saying to her listen it's a vote against the tories and she was just like i'm voting yes mm. say no more <laughs> literally like paul Aye. you don't i kept going kept going She's like, you don't need to convince me. See, as soon as you said, it's the Tories that want us to, to stay as part of the union, so just vote against it. It's like voting against the Tories. She was pure awesome. High five. She sounds just, brand new. Let's just try that next see, time. Man. She's now, all right. See, looking retrospectively, I can understand. See, anybody who didn't have any real emotional investment and they were looking at it purely for a numbers way, mm. the, the argument for independence even from a numbers perspective was really engaging really convincing but so too you know the uk wasn't performing all that bad i know mm. we were in recession mm. and stuff but as a it was a global thing yeah that everybody was point in time aye, was that everybody was kind of subject to so looking mm. back i can kind of understand a, a wee bit i'm trying my best um and people some people didn't want to rock the boat they just didn't want to rock the boat and they thought mm. look what is the point and i remember after it i actually flew back for spain the day after the vote so mm-hmm. basically the day the result was announced and it was horrible it was yeah. a really horrible atmosphere there's obviously fighting and stabbings in mechanic street and you know they won the the, the, the yeah. referendum what would have happened if they had lost it and oh, that i think t- they would have been faced with so many people celebrating at george square they never went anywhere fucking they wouldn't have anywhere near that's all true fucking cowards. i think 200 people came off a, a london to glasgow train the sit so apparently it's the second that it was coming over the BBC, the voted no. People started to get on the trains and get up because they knew that there would be well, their pals for Duke Street and the, the guys that were talking like Chelsea connections with Rangers. Mm-hmm. They were all going, we're heading there, and this is it was all planned. We just walked along, met at both sides, and just fucking caught people in at George Square. Mm. It was mostly families. I mean, you were seeing animals, wee lassies and wee guys getting punched in the fucking face. Yeah, just, I, I missed all I felt sick, man. I actually felt sick. I there. couldn't look. I felt quite upset. I remember I landed at like midnight on the Friday and I had a wee look on the Daily Record website mm. or on my phone and I was just like, I can't, I can't look at this. But I did remember saying, and this is, I'm hardly like a political expert, like speaking like a professor here, mm. but I remember saying at the time, all right, it never happened, but the, the idea or the ideology has now picked up speed and these things they don't they don't often start to disintegrate or diminish and i was like that 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 idea is going to continue to strengthen and grow and i said right let's just look at if we had one you're looking at a 50 50 split almost Mm -hmm. of the country 
Now, say things didn't go particularly well. You'd had people saying, see, I fucking told you. And you'd had people who voted yes saying, maybe we've made a mistake. And I remember saying, right, we've got Tories. And I bet you we end up getting Tories again for another five years, which we did in yeah. 2015. It says, I bet you we end up leaving Europe. Now, let's just have, let's let them create that that environment yeah. for for people who want to vote because to vote yes they now have independent because people now look and i feel you know the uk has hung itself they didn't need to do that see we vote and leave with europe with all that all that shambles with you know the tories what the, the destruction they've caused over the last four years i feel like the smp and the scottish executive must just sit back and go this is fucking brilliant because they're doing all this for us yeah, they're convincing mm. everybody on yeah. their behalf i think we're pulling it something like yeah, well Estimates between fifty nine and fifty seven percent pro independence at the and minute. Do you know another thing that has to be taken into consideration as well? You look at the, you know, I think if they said if you removed the over fifty fives vote, then it was an overwhelming yeah. landslide. Yes. Yeah. Now again, I'm not being for anybody that, that would like to, you know, people like to pick on things. You say mm. I'm not saying yes, they're dead, but the reality is a lot of those people that voted no aren't will now be dead yeah there is a high amount of them whereas the issue we've got with that is that people traditionally become more conservative the older they get and because true. demographics are changing i think something like the next 10 year the amount of like pensionable age population is going to nearly double really? because people are living longer Aye. healthier lives and stuff and it's this is like worldwide i'm pretty sure the Aye. experts refer to it as like the gray tsunami and it's basically like the elderly is about to in the next 10 or so years is literally going to double because of the way people are living where there's original Aye. sales are about to go through the roof <laughs> the higher i was going to say rates with them dying and and so uh, not as many right, but say they're dying but the young voters mm -hmm. so you obviously vote for 16 so people who were 11 and this is only speaking now in 2019 yeah. let's just say it doesn't happen till 2022 or something like that you know people that were 8 9 10 11 are more likely to mm -hmm. want to vote yes obviously you get we jacob reese mogg type weirdos they yeah. pure love margaret thatcher and the, the crowd and all that and they're going yeah. to go whatever way we i think the victims i but i think the you know there's going to be this influx of photos that would mm -hmm. really would really swing that and obviously a lot of other people um they will see you know all the people that did vote no they're seeing what's happened yeah all the lies have become apparent yeah i think now if you if you see the lies that came out from from after the lead up to the independence referendum and you see what's happened in the wake of the whole brexit stuff and all the tory carry on it was all the time see if you are still don't want independence you my friend are suffering from stockholm syndrome yeah yeah because if you, there's nothing there's no compelling reason for you to still be white be Aye, a part it's of going that. to be an absolute omni shambles as it is at the moment why not have the ability to take control of their own destiny because they went, oh, uncertainty, it's going to put you off, and yada, yada. And and for people, it legitimately did, and I get why, as you say. Aye. But at this point, you're like, so we've either got a total clusterfuck that's been driven by London that we are absolutely going to suffer at the other side of, or we've got a total clusterfuck where we've got an actual chance to take control of where we land and mm -hmm. how we get there and stuff Aye. like that. And I think as well as, as the demographic shift, like we've talked on our podcasts about things like universal basic income, automation, um, you know, there is there's a shift and we're at, we're at a point now where there's there has to be some sort of like almost like industrial revolution in terms of how people think, how we work, how we operate as a society and as a whole. And I don't think these old ideas are colony and empire and, you know, the the kind of toffs that you were talking about, the Reese Mogs and Aye. the neoliberals that have, you know, driven a lot of this. 
Like we need new ideas. We need to be able to think and act for ourselves and to kind of keep ourselves in line. Because if we've got these renewable sources, these you know natural resources that we've got, we need to be able to exploit them in the modern world. And right now, we're completely handcuffed in our ability to do that. Literally, almost. Aye. Uh, aye. I completely agree with, with every. All I can say to that is I completely agree. <laughs> so I would like to see you, you. I would like to say something a wee bit intelligent as well. But yeah. I don't have anything to input there other than I. My, my man, moment of clarity for the day. Aye, <laughs> man. I By the like, way, the, the the only thing that, that you're saying, like the grey tsunami that's going to happen, a lot of these people are going to get affected by things like the retirement age getting pushed down the road. So yeah. they'll be. Also, discontent, very discontent. Your average you know. pensions is way below standard. Oh, so fuck, man. We were talking about this in the last episode, weren't we? No. Like is it not like double in Ireland or no far off it? Aye, there's some silly figures get banded about elsewhere. See the money the Greek, they get? Greek, Greece is one of the ones where you're like, we're told that place is on its knees and it's a shithole. And aye. look at Greece as, a, a, as an excuse <laughs> to 24 leave grand the year. Look at a 24 grand a year pension. Fuck that. Man. See, when I hit 65, I'll be like, dresses while the Greek dancers and the door off like smashing <laughs> plates and all that. Have I stayed in Spain long enough to get a Spanish passport? <laughs> I know. Actually, I'm no far off it. Five years, but it's quite, it's really difficult. Mm. But technically, I could be. Getting thinking the eyes of the Spanish government, I'm still there. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. We'll make sure we don't tag Paying them in this. You might need to get back in before the 29th, mate. If it fucking does go, fucking tax know. they don't get anything agreed, man. Um, that's us, but we've fucking we've done well over an hour, mate. I've enjoyed our conversation. It's been aye, it's been really good. It's been random, but this is what podcasting I is. Yeah. yeah, I was out last night, so my head is hazy. I've got no clarity, so this has been, no, been this good, has man. been fun. I enjoyed Thanks that. For having I really me. enjoyed it as well, man. Some good chat, man. So cheers for coming on. Best cheers. luck with the show. Thanks very much. Uh, you want anything you want to plug? Uh, I suppose if you want a podcast, if you want something new to listen to, um, Blethered, as you can see here, that's how it's spelled. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, every other platform. Um, it's a mix of conversation, talking about pertinent subjects, the link between booze and drugs and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I each guess is different, but it's it's all right. I, I promise I speak with a bit more clarity than I have today. <laughs> um, my head is fuzzy. But, right, um, you've done well, mate. You've done well. No, it's, you've, you've carried me. Not at all, mate. But thanks for coming on again. Man. My pleasure. Thanks for having Hopefully me. Hopefully get you on in the future if anything pops up, mate. Anytime. Awesome, man. Cheers.
Set upon 